Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. My name is Will Walden. I'm your host. And on this episode, uh, Elon Musk is going to be talking about how SpaceX's Starship will make humans multiplanetary. This is from the Starship press conference that he had over the weekend. And this is uh, the, the very end of the presentation. So if you've already listened to the presentation, uh, you don't need to listen to this. You've already heard it all. But this is basically Elon saying, these are the things we need to do in order to get humans to Mars, to, in order to make humanity multiplanetary. And before I get into it, I want to say thank you to Audible for all of their support. You can go into show notes and click the link for Audible and you will get two free audiobooks. So thank you, Audible. And here we go with Elon Musk talking about Starship. Mars. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so a rapidly reusable orbital launcher or rocket is, it says a rapidly reusable rocket is required for <laughs> alliteration. Um, for um, Achieve, for, for getting a breakthrough in, in cost of access to space, that you don't throw the rockets away every, every flight. But an, another key step is refilling on orbit so that uh, the Starship can get to orbit with, let's say, 150 tons of, of payload for the moon or Mars or beyond. Um, and then uh, it can get tankered to fill up its propellant tanks and so that it, it can depart from low Earth orbit with 1,200 tons of propellant. This is a very big thing, so that your, um, your delta velocity is, is enough to transport 150, literally 150 tons to the surface of the moon or Mars. Um, with, with full reusability and orbital refilling, um, which is, is essentially the orbital refilling is actually a simplified version of what SpaceX does in, in, in docking with the space station. So it's actually harder to dock with the space station than it is to do orbital refilling. But in practicing in docking with the space station, um, SpaceX has, has also learned how to rendezvous and dock in orbit um, in, in a complex environment. So this is one of the other critical pieces of the puzzle. Um, needed, needed to establish 
a base on the moon and Mars, a city, ultimately. Um, and, yeah, so those, those are the critical ingredients. So we, we think it would be very exciting to have a base on the moon, um, e even if it's just a science base. Um, that, you know, we have, for example, we have a base uh, at, at Antarctica. Many, many countries have bases in Antarctica for science research, and this would be an incredible area of research. Um, so whether or not people want to live on the moon, there's definitely a lot of science to be done. Um, and uh, I think this is close as well. Um, so that's, that would be quite exciting to do. And then, of course, uh, we can go other, to other places in the solar system, like Saturn. Uh, and, uh, but the, the critical thing that we need to focus on, I think, is the fastest path to a self-sustaining city on Mars. This is the, this is the fundamental thing. As, as far as we know, as far as we know, we are the only consciousness or the only life that's out there. There might be other life, but we've seen no signs of it. And you know, people often ask me, if you, what, do you, what do you know about the aliens and that? You know, I'm like, man, I tell you, if I'm pretty sure I'd know, you know, if there were aliens. I have not seen any sign of aliens. Um, and uh, so they're like, well, is the military hiding aliens in Area 51 or something, you know? Um, that's a popular meme. Um, well, let me tell you, the, the, biggest, the fastest way to increase defense funding would be to bring out, like, hey, we found an alien. People are like, ah, more money for defense, definitely. <laughs> this is guaranteed. They would try, that would be, like, on display in two seconds. So, um, now, so, so the, 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 the reality is, as far as we know, uh, this is the only place, at least in this part of the galaxy or in the, in the Milky Way, where there is consciousness. And it's taken a long time for us to get to this point. You know, according to the, the geological records, Earth's been around for about four and a half billion years, although it's mostly molten magma for about a half a billion years. So, but still, several billion years with um, at least bacterial life and multicellular life for several hundred million years. Um, but, but here's the interesting part, like, it, it, the, the, the sun is gradually getting hotter and bigger. And over time, uh, even in the absence of, of global warming, um, man-made stuff, the, the, the sun will um, expand and it will, it will overheat the Earth. My guess is probably, this is, on, on, on human time scales, this is a long time, but it's, there's only, you know, several hundred million years left. That's all, that's all we got, okay, several hundred million years. Um, but but, it, but th thought of in, if, from an uh, evolutionary standpoint, um, basically, if, if it took an extra 10% longer for conscious life to evolve on Earth, it wouldn't evolve at all because it would have been incinerated by the sun. So, so the, what I'm saying is that it, it's, it appears that consciousness is a very rare and precious thing. And we should take whatever steps we can to preserve the light of consciousness. And the window, the window has been open. Only now, after four and a half billion years, is that window open. That's, that's a long time to wait, and it might not stay open for long. I, I'm pretty optimistic by nature, but there's some chance, there's some chance that window will not be open for long. And I think we should become a multi-planet civilization while that window is open. And if we do, I think the probable 
outcome for Earth is even better, if, because then you know Mars could help Earth one day. You know, and so I think we should really do our very best to become a multi-planet species and to extend consciousness beyond Earth, and we should do it now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I appreciate your time. And if you like the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And I also want to say thank you to my Patreon patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash space news pod for any information you need about that. And I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me. My name is Will Walden, and I will see you soon. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.